Tonight is Christmas Eve at JCC. And I know on a normal Christmas Eve, there would be many of you in the pews here tonight. And we would be anticipating two special ways that we are accustomed to enter into worship tonight. Two gifts that always mark for us this Christmas Eve service at JCC. And those, of course, are the gifts of candlelight and the gifts of communion. For those of you who are worshiping at home tonight, let me invite you now, if you've prepared a bread and, and cup tonight to enter into communion, and if you've prepared candles to experience the, the time of candlelight at the end of this service, to go ahead and, and gather those things now so that you're ready to worship alongside us here in just a few moments. But before we enter into the experience of those things, the receiving of those things, I do want to take a few minutes and spend some time in the Gospel of John, chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, you can open there to chapter 1, verse 1. I've chosen this passage tonight because I think it proclaims to us the, the very same gifts we intend to celebrate on Christmas Eve. John's Gospel begins by telling us firstly about the Word of God gifted to us in the form of illumination, in light. And then John goes on to explain that the gift of God's Word becomes even more manifest. It comes in yet another gift and that one is in the form of incarnation, the taking on of flesh. So we have these dual gifts, illumination and incarnation. Let me pray for us now as we hear the word of God, that we would receive the coming of God to us now, both in Jesus as the light of the world and the word made flesh. Let's pray. Lord, we need you to come to us tonight. Lord, we need you to reveal yourself to us tonight. And Lord, we ask, we depend upon your presence and your power as we come to the word of God. Lord, may it meet us where we are at. May it overcome and overturn our darkness. Lord, may your word reveal to us the glory of who you are made manifest in Jesus the Christ who comes to us tonight. May the words of my mouth as I preach, may the meditations of all of your church's heart tonight be pleasing in your sight. Pray these things in the name of the word, the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. John begins his gospel in this way. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. 
Without him, nothing that has, nothing that was made that has been made. Because in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Tonight, I want to proclaim along with John the good news, the gospel that we have received. And that is that Jesus Christ is the life and the light of creation. Jesus is the gift of God's illumination. God has chosen to send to us himself in the form of light. And it's, it's a helpful visual for us tonight on one of the, the longest nights of the year. At the end of one of the longest years in memory. We're told tonight that Jesus' light shines despite all of that darkness. As it says in verse 5 here, the darkness has not The darkness cannot, nor will the darkness ever be able to overtake, to overcome the brilliance of who Jesus is. And I want us to sit with that truth for a moment. If you you have a, a Christ candle lit there at your home, if you have a candle there with you, take a moment to look into its light right now. And as you do that, I would invite you to prayerfully invite the light of Christ into the dark places of this year, into the dark places of this present moment, whatever those might be for you. It's not uncommon for the month of December, for these last weeks of the year, to be difficult ones. They're not always restful or worshipful or easy as they come to us. I think it's okay for us to acknowledge that this evening. But as we're aware of the darkness in our world, perhaps the darkness in our own life, the heaviness of those things, we're told to remember that Jesus is the maker of all things, John says. Jesus is the one who supplies life to all things. And Jesus is the light of all mankind. Lord Jesus, would you give our hearts the ability to trust in the resilience of your light? That it is unending, it is unchanging. And it is present where we are tonight. At the end of our service tonight, we have the chance to to take the the light of the world, that symbol of Jesus Christ in our candles. And as we pass that to one another, we will be confessing and professing the hope we have in Jesus to light up, to illuminate our dark places. 
But before we, we do that, John wants us to confront what is a difficult reality in verses 9, 10, and 11. His gospel tells us that even with all of the brilliance and illumination of who Jesus is and the glory of God that he possesses, John says we still struggle to recognize Jesus as he brings those things to us. We are impaired in that way. Let me read to you those three verses, 9 through 11. It says, The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. If the, the good news of John's gospel is that Jesus is the light of the world, come to us, and in a light that cannot be overtaken, the bad news that is presented to us here is that the human condition is fundamentally one of blindness. We're, we're like a golem in the, in the cave, right? Shut up in, in utter darkness, hiding ourselves from the sun. John says we're, we're like kids mesmerized by the empty glow of the television screen so that when a real human being enters the same room, we don't even register their presence. John says in a similar way, we are deeply unacquainted, unfamiliar, unreceptive to the light God has sent to us. The light of God that comes into our world, we have not recognized. And because we have not recognized him, John says in verse 11, we have no capacity to receive him, to receive that gift of light. You and I are in need of an encounter with the presence and the glory of God that is capable of overcoming that condition, that blindness in who we are. We need an encounter with God that, that can overcome our ability to miss him when he comes to us. And tonight, this is where the good news of the gospel gets even better than it is as it begins here in John 1. Because as it continues, we're told that the presence of God comes into creation not only as the light of the world, but as the carol we sing goes on to say, the presence, the word of God comes now with flesh appearing. Right? The glory of God comes in, in a second way, in a fuller and more manifest, tangible sense in the gift of incarnation. Look at verse 14. It says, so the word became flesh and he made his dwelling among us. Right? So that in the word made flesh, we see the glory. 
we see the glory of the one and only Son who has come from the Father full of grace and truth. This is an unparalleled, this is an unsurpassed gift. And for the past month, we have been singing that, that carol. It's, it's been in our prelude this evening. It's been in our worship this month of Advent, right? Come, come, Emmanuel. Right? It's, it's a hymn of waiting, longing for the presence of God to be revealed to us. But tonight, in our Christmas Eve worship, right, John's Gospel would have us not only waiting for that coming, but he indicates that we're meant also to give way to a time of receiving tonight. Because tonight, in this gospel, we, we proclaim that God has indeed come to his people. In Jesus, God has come with flesh on his bones. And we are here tonight to receive that coming. We're here tonight because we need to receive that coming. Right? We need to make space in our lives for this child who will interrupt and disrupt our loneliness and our isolation and our darkness and our blindness. Tonight we ask for the glory of God's only Son to dwell with us. Be near with us, Lord Jesus.